everybody and welcome back to No Good Thing Apart. My name is Sarah and I'm your host and today I have a special guest on here. I have my husband on here. Hi. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about um, how we honored God in our dating, engaged, and married seasons of life. And obviously we're still married and so that is going to be ever-changing of how we are honoring the Lord in that. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, excited to talk about it. We had a unique journey, but yeah, one one for the books. Yeah, so for sure. One worth sharing. For sure. Um, so for starters, we I think we could just go in order as the progression of our relationship did. So obviously dating first. <laughs> um, you want to talk first? Or you want me to? Um, I can. So dating um, really goes back to even our friendship. And how we got to know one another through... Oh, yeah, tell that story. What? Tell us tell that story, too. Tell that story, too? Yeah. Like, how, like the the me and the not knowing in the you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you should share it, because I was the oblivious <laughs> one, I suppose. Okay. Um, well, so I guess our, our friendship, we were friends before we were dating, mm-hmm. and... It started through this like group chat that we were in, really uh, called Eichenschen, which is squirrel in German. Um, we had a German friend, and we liked the how, how the word sounded, so that was the group chat name. And it was also in the middle of COVID, so I obviously we didn't really see each other much during that time. We did see each other a few times because I was good. We were both good friends with uh, our friends Nick and Kayla, mm-hmm. and so I would come up um, to the area and visit, but. Even during that time, he was, I think, like, with another girl or, like, kind of with another girl. But I still really liked him, but was, like, kind of, like, okay, I'll respect that. Like, whatever. It's fine. And then we had a couple other mutual friends, um, Travis and Noah, and we would all hang out together at my apartment because I just moved into a new apartment. Mm-hmm. And Travis and Noah lived, like, in the same apartment complex. So we would all just hang out together and then I learned that he stopped like talking with that girl that he was talking with and I was like, oh nice. Like all the, the both of the guys were like, that's so sad. I was like, yeah, that's terrible. But really I was like really excited. Um, but I also knew that I didn't want to like make him feel like I'm like just like kind of waiting for him to like make a move on me even though I totally was. And this and began when? This, so this, the progression of this was like March and then like you... March of 2020. March of 2020. And then you stopped <laughs> talking with that girl at... In like... Midsummer. Yeah. Like, well, I think it was like early August. So oh, yeah. very specific. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, I remember like sitting there with them and then talking about it. Um, but then we didn't... Noah didn't even know that I liked him at this point. Like no clue. We were just friends. Um... And then in the fall, we were still just friends. He was in the I was academy. in police academy at this point. Yeah, so he was super busy. Uh, and I was just vibing all online classes because it was COVID. So I had all the time in the world and he had like no time in the world. Um, but we would see each other still from time to time. And I was still very loosely holding on to that idea that we would be together one day. But very loosely, because at this point I was like, there's no way, like absolutely no way. So much to the point where I literally like gave up on the idea of us being together and took 30 days to be purposefully single. What 30 and days span was that? It was 30 days. But what what was the... Oh, oh, it was in, it was like end of November, early December. And at this point, we'll have you know that we were probably going to the gym. Yeah, we started going to the gym in the middle of that 30 days. <laughs> The 30 days didn't work out. Well, it did. We weren't dating during that. I was still single. and we were... she, had other, she had ulterior <laughs> and intentions. You were still, you didn't even like me yet. So I kind of had a concept that she might have. Yeah, but you you didn't voice anything. Yeah, because the girl and the guy just don't go to the gym by themselves. Well, that was Kayla's idea. Kayla was like, she like blackmailed me into like texting him first because she was like, if you don't ask him to go to the gym, I will. And then I was like, no, no, no. And I don't know why I freaked out because <laughs> she's like fully married and there's no way that she would actually do that. But it was the motivator to get me to text him. And then we started going to the gym together. Um, and then I was super... The blackmail was that if you didn't text me that she would that she would text for herself yeah she wouldn't text for me yeah 
Well, like, she, she wouldn't text for herself. No, she was she would text him and ask you to go to the gym with her. That was the blackmail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why it didn't really make sense why I was scared because I, like, she's married. And <laughs> um, she wouldn't actually do that. But oh, go to the gym with me? Yeah, like uh, alone. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you would pick her up and be like, oh, no, like, let's no, go to the gym. Yeah, not, not like that. Yeah. We're good friends, though. Like, I've lived with them a while, her uh, husband and wife. Yeah, and I lived with them, too, at this time because it was COVID and they had, like, the no more than two or three households gathering at a time rule. We didn't live together, though. We didn't live together, no. Not, we, in, the, not in the time frame. That right. We both have lived with Nick and Kayla's house, but at different times. Yeah, he lived with them early COVID, like March, April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I lived in, like, December with them. So, anyways, we, were, we started going to the gym and everything, and then Kayla was, like, our, a major wingman for us. And then um, eventually we started dating, um... Well, Kayla got to the point, so I was living, I wasn't living with them, Sarah was living with them. Towards the end of my last semester in school, so in the fall semester, um, into winter break, we were going to the gym, mm-hmm. and I would go over to Nick and Kayla's for lunch between classes um, in police academy because Before I, was still a, I was still at home, yeah, before winter break, I was still at home, so... But my mom and dad's was, was like a half hour drive. And so I'd go to Nick and Kayla's and we would chit chat and talk or whatever. Because um, she's like an older sister. And she was like, hey, you know, like other other guys kind of have communicated their interest um, to me. Their interest in Sarah to me. And so you better hurry up or else she might be gone. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and so fast forward to... It was like two days after my birthday. Yeah, so Sarah was... Born on January 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, had gone over to celebrate her birthday January 28th or 29th. Yeah, it was on my birthday. So January 28th, we had a bunch of friends over. And then at some point it got kind of awkward. And so I just like, and it was later in the evening. So I just left. Yeah, well, and then after he left, I, like, cried my eyes out to my roommate because I was so sad because I was like, Noah doesn't like me and I've just wasted so much time liking him. And she was like, Sarah, it's going to be okay. Like, even if he doesn't like you back, like, it'll be okay. She's like, but I think he does. And I was like, don't tell me that because if he doesn't, then it's going to just be a whole mess. And then um, she comforted me. And then two days later, he, we went to the gym again. Um, yep, two days later, we went to the gym. Um afternoon evening went to planet fitness which is our our usual place um and then afterwards we had driven separately yeah yeah and afterward i was like hey you want to go get some food are you hungry and she's like yeah i could eat well no you were like did you eat dinner yet i was like yeah yeah i was like no i didn't and you're like well do you want to go get some food i was like sure and internally i was like oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness what the heck is happening like (laughs) and at this point like i was like yeah like i like i like her and um yeah, so we went went to Culver's, which was just down the road. Went to a drive-thru, and before, I think yeah, before, before we before we, we ordered, we were, like, sitting in line, and I turned to her, and I say, hey, do you want to go steady? And no, she says, no, you said, so I like you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was wondering if you want to go steady. And, and I, you thought. I thought that you said, do you want to go study? So I was like what like I was so confused and I was gonna say no because I was like I don't want to study with with you like because we are doing completely different things like I just don't study well if I'm not working on the same thing with someone but he said go steady like and so I think I I think I reiterated myself (laughs) yeah like do you want to be my girlfriend I was like oh yeah and so and then we ordered food and at this point like we're both still hungry yeah and then you're like I'm not really that hungry anymore. And I was like, well, what the heck? Like, but, but. I was so confused. Like, I didn't understand the emotions that she had going on inside of, like, excitement and well, probably nervousness. Because and... at this point, he didn't know that I liked him for that long. He didn't, had no idea. He just knew that I liked him, but he didn't know when it started. And so I was, like, feeling like I was going to throw up. And so I was like, if I eat this burger, I will probably throw up. And, and then... I'm so hungry. Like, I ate my Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we just got yeah. them working out. I was like, I, I don't know any different. But even through that whole process, I feel like the Lord really taught me a lot about waiting because I didn't want to wait. Like, I just wanted to date you, like, right away, like, as soon as I started liking you. But um, 
the Lord taught me so much in that season. And it was just, it was so good. And I wouldn't take it back for anything. So your initial interest began in March, February. February 2020. I think it was my birthday the year before, actually. Oh. Because we were uh, fighting over that Alexa. And I was like, oh, oh he's kind of strong. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I remember that. I remember that clear that like incident clearly. We were at Nick and Kayla's once again, um, hanging out with friends, and we were fighting over the the Alexa. Fighting like playful. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like jumped on my back at one point, <laughs> trying to wrangle me to get to the Alexa. And it was a and we had a, you know it was a good time or whatever. But like I didn't think anything of it. I did not even like him at that point. Like I was like that is what sparked me liking. That was you. spring of your freshman year in college, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, she's just a freshman. And I'm a, I'm a junior at this point, you know, in February. And so to the summer, I have an internship of some sort preparing me for police academy, which began that July, and then, you know, the whole next academic year, I mm-hmm. had that going on. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So that brings us to dating, where we began dating January 30th of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my second semester had just began, probably a week or a week or two, maybe two weeks before in police academy. I feel like during the early stages of our relationship, the early stage of our relationship, I was just like praying pretty much every night, like, Lord, like, I've waited so long for this relationship, but also if this is just me, like make it clear. Or if it's like, this is the person you have for me to marry, like make that clear as well. Like pretty much every night for like the first couple months of us dating. Um, Which again, I didn't really know. I was a little more consumed with life around me Mm -hmm. and obviously with Sarah as well. And I wasn't thinking at that point. Like, she's a potential wife, but I also, like, didn't date for the sake of just dating. And so I guess somewhere in the mixture, my motives probably lied. I'm definitely way more of a planner than you are, too, though. So that's probably my personality in that, too. Yeah. So, like, I didn't, like, once I got into college, I was like, like, I don't want to date anymore. Just sake of dating. Not that I dated a lot in high school, but, like, I was like, okay. I began college a year later than probably most people. I was 19 at the time. And so by the time... I had done an extra year in college, and so by the time I am getting to Police Academy here in 2021, I am 24? No. No, I'm almost 20, almost 24 when I graduate. Yeah, you were um, So I was 23. So 23 is like, you know, it's not time in life. If there's ever a time in life, you know, towards finding a spouse, like, and so I wasn't looking for just like a... A girlfriend to just busy my time with or something because I had I had enough things on my plate as you it, had no time as, as it was yeah so uh, yeah it was busy um, so yeah somewhere in there was this idea that like maybe not she is the one but like could be she's worth the time to find out yeah mm-hmm. and definitely a potential and obviously we know the end now right um, but yeah back then that wasn't it wasn't an active thought but it was it was somewhere in there in the lead up to it so yeah it was really weird because I went before we started dating I I really thought that the Lord was telling me that you were getting my future spouse but I wasn't going to tell you that because I knew that that would be like really creepy and really weird and like that would just like that would just be wrong you know like I feel like that would just be kind of manipulative too if (laughs) to like tell someone that But I really did have this impression that I was like, okay, but I don't know if that's just me saying that because you're really cute or if I'm just, or if that is really from the Lord. So I, like, because I had that impression, I did, I took it like so seriously and like wanted to make sure that like, absolutely, that was not just me talking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really crazy that we ended up getting married because like, (laughs) I like, like, it's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. So then... We, yeah, started dating. Um, we were pretty, con- I don't know, not to say that we ever weren't conservative in the way that we managed our relationship, but, like, we were pretty conservative in the early months. Yeah. Like. We didn't have our first kiss until, like, month five. Yeah, four or five, which. I no. think it was four months. No, it was. 
It was the very it was the, like the last day in May. Yeah, yeah, it was four months. Because we had shit set like June first or something like that. We or... had we had set June first. We had set June first. But then. I was like, like, like oh. yeah, suddenly enough, it's like, yeah, like, or like, it was what like, if we just do a like four month anniversary? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we got there. Um, but even prior to that, like, she, you told your family almost immediately. Yeah. I I told my mom almost immediately. Yeah. But not my whole family. I was apprehensive, just, I think I was uh, going through a frustrated phase in life with my folks. Um, of which I've since grown out of. But at the time, I was like, they don't need to know until I'm good and solidified. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't tell her for like... It was months. It was months, yeah. So in our dating season, I think one of the biggest ways that we honored the Lord um, was one, through like trying to serve together when we could, and then also like, um, like boundaries. Like if... If we set yeah, a boundary, physical boundaries, physical yeah. boundaries, yeah. If we set a physical boundary and then, um, like, we set really strict physical boundaries. Yeah, because... we set boundaries like four four steps ahead of like any place you'd actually, any line you'd actually want to cross. So right. Because if... if we were just like, oh, the boundary is we don't want to have sex. It's like, okay, well, so much leads up to that. Like, you're not just gonna go from like holding hands, just being like, okay, let's have sex. Like, that's not how it works. So you're going to, like... And by the time you get there, you probably cross that line, too. Yeah, like exactly. We, like, we would probably have crossed that line if had we gotten to that point. And so yeah. our boundaries were, were definitely more in the way of, I don't know, hugs. It was, like, how late we stayed yeah, like hanging alone. out together. If we were with other people, I don't really think... Yeah, we wouldn't be that. alone after, like, 9 o'clock. I, that was, like, in the winter engagement season. When we were dating, it was, like, 10. Maybe 10, maybe 10, 10 yeah. Yeah. And then, because at, at that point we didn't have a space where it was just us. It was like, like we I always had roommates. In yeah. Them. So that that was that was helpful having roommates around. I mean that created a, a dynamic of its own mm-hmm. later on. But yeah, that was helpful. Um, we always had somebody's house to go to. Yeah. So even if we were watching a movie or snuggling or something like, they knew and we knew for ourselves that we were going to honor our boundaries, not just because of. The, their presence but it was just like a helpful second check yeah for sure and that's not to say that we never crossed boundaries because we for sure did yeah yep. but <laughs> um like it's important like when you do cross a boundary to like then take it a step further like well be able to reassess it yeah reassess like, it be like okay reestablish. yeah and then talk about it talk about how to not get to that point next time yeah. um like yeah just it was really a constant evaluation of what we were doing like, mm-hmm. together. Like that was like putting ourselves in positions, situations where we could cross yeah. boundaries. You say positions. I know. Stop. Sounds I bad. Didn't, that's not, it, it, it wasn't that's like not that. what I mean. We never, yeah. we did not have sex before we were married. No, it wasn't like that. To yeah. That point, and, and not like, not even close. No. But yeah. Just like kissing maybe a little too long and like staying up too late together yeah alone um that kind of thing yeah just put ourselves at times in positions where they're <laughs> a dumb word putting ourselves in situations i suppose where things could have gotten out of hand um but yeah just recognizing where we did and then having it brought up mostly with sarah um i'm not a not a bad boy per se, but I was a little, little less uh, forthcoming with presenting, I suppose, convictions mm-hmm. about boundaries yeah. that we had crossed. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like I was also, like, hyper aware, too, like, of myself. And um, so I was just, like, like, any, like, little thing that, like, made me feel, like, any sort of, like sexual feelings at all i was like okay we need to take a step back like i don't want to feel like that towards you before we're married like yeah even if like there was a thing that i went to was like a like a woman's gathering or something and one woman was like me and my husband like we stopped hugging like until we were married not because there's like this strict rule oh you have to stop hugging because for us like she said that turned her on so she didn't want to do that like 
Like it's just, it's just different for everybody. And we weren't like at that, to that point, but like, don't feel guilty if like you have to put strict boundaries that other people don't understand in place. Right. Yeah. 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 And all of this, you know, so much of boundaries is, is a good combination of um, wanting to honor the Lord. And also like when the time comes, not only to have kids, but to have them old enough to have conversations with them, like to be able to communicate that it was difficult, but that it was worthwhile to maintain boundaries. Yeah. Cause at that point we didn't, we didn't know that we were going to be each other's spouses too. Like we right. Had a, yeah. At, towards like the end of like dating to like getting engaged, like we had a pretty good idea that we wanted to get married, but mm-hmm. we weren't going to put ourselves in situations that was like, Oh, well, we're going to get married anyway. So it doesn't matter. Like we can make out, like we can, like sleep over like it doesn't matter like no it does matter it matters a lot because you're not married like god doesn't say to like let the betrothed bed be undefiled like or anything like that he says like to honor like honor marriage you know Mm -hmm. yeah you know scripture better than i do so i might have completely (laughs) yeah that was like a paraphrasing of the message which is its own oh my goodness you know what i was trying to say though yeah, yeah Like, yeah, yeah, honor the marriage bed. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and so much. Yeah, didn't know if we were gonna be married, so like, had something come to the point of crossing intense sexual lines, like, did I, you know, violate someone else's potential future spouse? Mm-hmm. So you gotta have. You it's have, like also just respecting one another and like honoring one another in that, and I think that shows like, like by having boundaries in place and like wanting to have boundaries in place, like. If someone isn't wanting to have boundaries in that regard or they're not honoring those boundaries, like they're that's gonna show in your marriage too, if you do get married, of like respectfulness mm-hmm. to the, the other person too. Cause yeah. you just think, oh, well, they're just so attracted to me, they can't control themselves. But it's like, no, like they can have self control. You know, God, mm-hmm. God tells us that He doesn't let anybody be tempted beyond what they can handle, and also that He provides a way out for every temptation. So mm-hmm. there's, there's no reason, like, for like the at least like you mess up obviously but like to have that desire to honor and respect you you know should be in place should be in place yeah, yeah. and that should be established by the lord because our own minds will deceive us and right for sure our desires will overcome us if we don't allow the spirit to keep us in check and yeah for sure carry out convictions and all that stuff so yeah yeah so through dating it was it was up and down, but I, I mean, it was pretty good though. Yeah. We didn't, yeah, we didn't kiss till the end of May. I don't even know. It feels kind of like a blur now. I know. I don't even remember like, like what happened like between like, dating and engaged. By the time midsummer came around, I was in my career as a police officer. June is kind of a blur. I kind of marked that by like where I was at with work. July, I was on days, but then I went to August. I was on nights, which was tough. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. Like we worked through it. Yeah, because I was yeah my schedule was like late afternoon to like middle of the morning working mm-hmm. times. But we yeah we did. And then we I finagled it. I started dental hygiene school, uh, my first year, and that was so stressful. And then leading into that, like we got engaged a couple months later. I wasn't a cop at this point. Yeah, he left the field. <laughs> um, and then. So that was, it was a very stressful time, but we like, we got engaged at actually a very stressful time. Cause like I was in the midst of deciding if I wanted to quit dental hygiene school. You had just stopped being a police officer. Um, Yeah. And in September and November 4th, Mm -hmm. I think was when we got engaged. And at this point I was still not working. So I had time on the hands, but you were like in the thick of your first semester, which was pretty brutal. It was crazy. And like, it was so hard, so, so hard, like to manage like time with Noah, mm-hmm. work, like I was also working at this point. I worked at yep. Aldi. So I had to work at least two shifts a week in order to stay, like keep, like be a job, have a job there. So I was working um, 16 hours a week. We had just gotten engaged. Dental hygiene school was so stressful. Like I felt like I was just so overwhelmed by the amount of information yeah. they were throwing at me. Um, and you're... Roommates were also in dental hygiene, so you, yeah, it was just how each one of you guys managed stress differently, yeah, or sure. managed it and or brought it on by emitting that and having a heart, you know, just a trouble, mm-hmm. difficulty figuring that out. 
Yeah. And then... And it was that also was, hard. like, where we would spend time. Yeah, it was also hard for me to communicate that I was struggling because, like, they were in the same situation as I was in regards to dental hygiene school, but, like, they weren't struggling as hard as I was. And I just didn't – I felt, like, bad or weird, like, sharing exactly how bad I was struggling with it But because I – I guess I didn't want to seem weak, and I also, like um, – Yeah. I was I was really contemplating dropping out of dental hygiene school, but I'm really glad I didn't because now yeah we had is. that we had that phone call a few times yeah and I was like no like I'll stand by whatever you decide I told you that and yeah I would do that and I and I would have like right. whatever we would have decided um, but now I'm making hygiene money so it all paid yeah. off <laughs> yeah literally but uh, yeah but uh, I mean you were year four first semester year three yeah so you're over halfway through school and this yeah. was. Yeah, this is just where the learning curve just got really steep. Yeah. So then we got engaged, honoring God in our engagement season. Um, yeah, we jumped right into premarital counseling, mm-hmm. which, do it. Yeah, it was really good. Our pastor has like a seven... It's a it's, six month if you do it every... Every week? Every no, week. no, once. No, every other week. Yeah, so... Yeah, we did had marital counseling every premarital premarital mentoring every other week, and it was like it wasn't just like oh you just show up and it's like there was a lot that you had to do beforehand, and um, so that's that was a lot, but it was still like I'm so glad that we did that because yeah. there's it's just so many good tools um, to help prepare you for marriage, mm-hmm. and it's also like the more in depth the better. Like if you have the choice between like having like a three week course or a three or four month course go with the month the month one because it's just yeah. you you want as much preparation as you can have going into marriage mm-hmm. yeah so we we began i think the very last week in november mm-hmm. premarital counseling yeah so that was good it brought to light some really hard things i had going on not hard things sexual sin i had going on in my life to mm-hmm. be to be front with it mm-hmm. and that rocked our boat rocked your boat i mean yeah both of us yeah that was really really hard so that was tough mm-hmm. and that was yeah that kind of flipped things on its head mm-hmm. and i think i ended up like going i didn't even spend new year's with you she ended up going back to her hometown <laughs> um to and olivia. yeah olivia who's been on the show so you went yeah. back to her house with her parents. Yeah. And um, we hung out. And you hung out and I stayed up here. Yeah. So we, that was a hard season, but um, through lots of talking with multiple pastors and who else? We also talked, oh, we talked to our marital mentors as well about it. And um, we ended up like just going with our original wedding date where there was, there was like some contemplation if we were going to do that. We talked to my uh, youth pastor because he was like kind of like the connection that we had to the church that we were getting married married at. And so, he wasn't youth pastor at this point. He no, was, he was like the head pastor of that campus. Of the satellite location, yeah. Yeah. So he had a lot of good insight into both my struggles and he also knew you and mm-hmm. the dynamics of that. And um, we also talked with the pastor that I grew up with, Pastor yeah. Gary. And now Sarah and I go to his church, and I've been going since early 2000s. So we saw his wisdom. We saw Mark, your and our marital mentors, and our premarital mentors. So husband and wife, and yeah, kind of conglomeration of their insight. Yeah. So Mark ended up marrying us, um, and then on the timeline that we had initially slated for end of May. Yeah, because we talked with him, and he was like, "I can see that there's change in." you and like you're desiring change and like yeah. you're not just living into this and so um and he laid out like steps to fo- to follow um in terms of potential people I had hurt in in my sin yeah and things like that um and then we checked back in mm, maybe a month later yeah. and then we checked in like 2 weeks before we got married yeah. and so I definitely worked on that because I, w- I didn't, you know, it wasn't just to get married on the timeline that we had, but it was really to show to Sarah 
that I was working on changing and that, mm-hmm. you know, and I and just to be the man that God called me to be and yeah. to be a husband is to be a leader and to thrive in purity and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, so our engagement season definitely looked a lot different than what most people's engagement season looks like. Um, yeah, it was tough because... You were upset with me. I mean, right. I was rightfully so. Yeah, I I've been. I very, was so mad at you. Very foolish, and you know, in wrestling with sexual sin, I had brought into a compromise position of compromise. I suppose mm-hmm. our timeline. Should should we get married? Like, yeah. should we wait a year? Like Nick had advised. I almost, I, I, I like almost didn't marry you. Like yeah. I was, yeah. it, I was very, um, I was struggling a lot at that point. And, and it's, it sucks when you're struggling so hard like that and no one around you really knows. Cause I didn't want to share it with like the whole world out of respect for Noah. And like, everyone's just kind of like their lives are still going, their lives are still going full speed. And like, you're just trying to catch up with everything that's going on. Cause I was still also in the dental hygiene program. Yeah. Chaos with that. It was just not a good time. Yeah. It was really wild. Um, and so, yeah, but we ended up going through with getting married and we did. And, um, yeah. So that leads us to our marriage. Um, we, yeah, we've had a really rocky marriage too, not because of that, but because of conflict and we both grew up in very chaotic houses in regards mm-hmm. to conflict. And so we don't, we didn't really know getting married, like what we were, like what to expect, basically. We, we had, we had gone into premarital counseling and kind of assessed on a descriptive scale of sorts, our conflict styles yeah. and knew that you were a little more forward and how you worked through it. And I was perhaps passive or, yeah. or how things on until I didn't, um, but Which then, is still a struggle, though, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, us. it's definitely, we've grown a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely as a child through, through fire. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they always say that, like, the first year of marriage is the hardest. And, like, I, from what we've experienced, I definitely can agree. Because it's getting, it's just getting better and better, like, as time goes on. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's... It's a point of growth and, um, and we've experienced like so much change, not necessarily, yeah. we have in, in our, in the growth of us as people, but like, yeah, like objective changes, like we experienced me graduating, becoming an officer and then not being in that field, you entering dental hygiene to your school one semester one, yeah, you going through the whole program. When then we got married in the middle of it. In the middle of it. And then I lost some friends because they didn't really want to be my friend anymore after we got married and we did. Right. Um, And and some some friends were for a season. And then not even two months after we got married, I switched jobs. Like I was working at Walmart before that. And then I switched into a utility job where I got thrown right into it working 55 hours a week. That I got paid, but I was uh, gone for probably three or four hours more than that each day and just traveling to and from yeah. my workplace. So it was very tough yeah. for the both of us. I mean, you'd express at one point feeling kind of like a, a single single wife. Cause, yeah. Because we had... Which was weird. We had small groups and stuff. A married small group that we had become a part of. But like I couldn't like attend. Like I would yeah. wake up at five in the morning and I would get home at 7 p.m. After small group was basically over. Yeah, small group started, you know, 5.30 or 6. 6.30. 6.30. So, yeah, so I'd get back a half hour after it started, but then, um, you know, clean up and shower and, like, you know, just exhaustion. It was yeah. tough on you and it's tough on us. Yeah. So I think in that, honoring God in that, like, um, honestly, like, I, I feel like I, I, didn't really honor God that much in our marriage this past year. Um, but it wasn't until like a few months ago, like before or five months ago when I realized like, um, just that I was like so easily being tossed and turned by everything in life, which there was a lot that had happened to me in the past year, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, like I wasn't fully putting my trust in the Lord and I didn't even realize that this trust that I had in the Lord so strongly had just slowly like been fading on my part. Like I just, 
didn't even realize it until it, I just realized it one day. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I really, I want to trust in the Lord and not lean on my own understanding. But it's hard. Like, it's really hard mm-hmm. when it's just chaos after chaos after chaos. And so I think once I became aware of that, I was able to um, respond better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to speak for you because like, you're you. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, it was, yeah, it was hard. I mean, not to blame the excessiveness of work on, like, a lack of intentionality because that would just be a cop-out of sorts. But I think that was my mindset for a good bit of that work season. Um, And I say season because, pragmatically speaking, I ended up getting laid off the very end of December, but so from mid-July, end of July to December, working a lot, um, you know, and us, yeah, both come from turbulent homes, so like, we had had premarital counseling to kind of help us see what marriage looked like, but also we didn't have any idea what it should look like. Right, they told us everything, but then we were just like, okay, cool, and then entered it, and we were like, oh, whoa, like, what yeah, in the world? You don't realize yeah. what things are going to bother you, conflict styles, like, how late do you like to stay up? Or how early, or like, because yeah, in our communities, a lot of college students was very conflicting with our schedules, mm-hmm. our sleep schedules, and just right. days of times of functioning. But yeah, we we met with our pastor, Pastor Gary, more than a few times because we just had reached various times of probably crisis, crises, mm-hmm. we would say. And then yeah, Nick and Kayla were a, a good steady support system for us. Despite Nick not marrying us, like, he didn't hold anything against us. Like, yeah. it was just of his own... It was kind of awkward, like, for the first month or two. Yeah. But then, like, I feel like after that, it was, like... I mean, yeah, we had a hard talk, and we smoothed things over. Yeah. Like, I, like I had a talk anyways with him. Right. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, after that, they're, I mean, they're very faithful friends. And so, mm-hmm. tough, tough moments for Sarah and, and I were... Yeah, and Olivia. Tough moments for Sarah and I were, were shared... Mm-hmm. Um, they were born, bored. I don't know. I don't even know. What they were bored. Like they were, they were carried by. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, Sheridan. I mean, the weight was was shared. The burden, I guess, of of what we were going through was shared by Olivia, Nick, and Kayla, and then um, Chris and Alicia were another staff in the campus ministry we were in in college, mm-hmm. and they are close, dear friends. Yeah. And so they offered a lot of wisdom. And that, and so, to that point, um, have people around you in every season of relationship, including single. Mm-hmm. So when you find someone, they can help you work through the dating and then engagements. Uh, right. And it's an almost, we're almost there, but it's like you're not there as far as being married, as far as the Lord making you one and you're in the physical, but also spiritual and then even when you think you are there, it's like, yeah. no, you're not. Yeah. You're, you will not be there until you are in heaven. Like, yeah. But there's definitely progression to be had. Yeah. And. There's always. With that being said, you'll never be there. There's always progression to be had. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And when you do see it, recognize it, appreciate it. Don't be cynical and say, we'll never be there. And Like I was sometimes. Yeah, like you were sometimes. Definitely. And, and it's, it's tough. I mean, the realities of, of marriage is it's hard work. And, I mean, if we look at Christ in the church, like, at the end of it all, Christ gave his life for the church. And mm-hmm. he's the bridegroom. And if you think that's a tough marriage, you end up having to die for for the, the church, which is the bride, the wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so each day, like, I'm called to that saying same thing of myself as a husband but also as a believer in christ mm-hmm. and as i mean sarah is too in in the believer sense but there's a different weight on the on the husband to lead and in, in serving and in being humble and uh conflict resolution which that's not my forte i'll tell you that right now um but you're working on it yeah working on it always growing um and then for the wife, like, we're called to submit to our husbands. And I still honestly don't even really fully know what that means. I've been trying to figure it out, but it's really confusing because it's like submitting to your husband doesn't mean just be like a doormat, but it also doesn't mean it means 
trusting your husband and trusting the decisions that he makes. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't, it's not like I can't voice what I think in my opinion, but at the end of the day, it, I have to trust like that Noah, like his final like decision is, has taken me into account, into account, has taken our marriage into account. And um, like, just like a lot of trust in that. Mm-hmm. So in, in the same way that like the husband is called to like, die to self and to like lead the wife like we are called to trust that our husbands have done that like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like like sarah is like i'm the head of the home but then like christ is the head of the church which in a marriage i'm head but in like the 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 global church of of you know all times past present and future then i'm then i'm the wife of sorts like i'm the bride like we are the bride of christ Mm -hmm. and so and that also means, like, if, I'm not saying that you would do this, but, like, if, if Noah were to, like, tell me to, like, blatantly sin, and it's very clear in the Bible that it is sin, it would not be, like, not, right, yeah. it would not be yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. of me to not do what he says in that moment, because right. Christ is above us both. Right, yeah. Although he is the head of me, like, Christ is also the head of me. And so it's, like, if he right. tells me, I don't know, hey, let's go commit a felony, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. tell him no, I'm not disobeying my husband. Right. Misdemeanors are okay, though. Don't worry. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah. So the wife submitting to the husband. And if in the same way that I'm submitting to Christ, then like she'll trust me because I trust Christ. Yeah. And I just exactly. trust him like like in a intellectual way, but like in a ground level seeking him like seeking him and, and and there's a lot of principle in in the word and in understanding that so it's not going to be like you know god said spend 70 cents less because this is a Meyer brand product and this is better for your finances <laughs> and and then this will cause you to get out of debt sooner or something like if you filed you know but it but it is like you know we do consider things a little a little land big we consider our debts we consider the vehicles where we're living, how much we're paying for rent. So in the financial regard, but out in spiritual, it's like, who's our community? Are we plugged into our community? Are we between communities? You know, just as seasons of life and being coming from college ministry to married couples. And what does that look like? Do we need to leave one community to the other? Or can we be plugged in in different roles and then in, in the communities and then then there's the very near dynamic of husband and wife, like mm-hmm. on a one-on-one level, like what does date nights look like? What is communication styles look like? How do we change communication styles? Do we communication, communication styles, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to all see here, but um, <laughs> yeah, there's so much, so much to be learned, so much to be unknown, which can be overwhelming. But at the end of the day, like when we treat each other, hopefully, like Christ does mm-hmm. the church, which is, it's a noble aspiration that every husband and wife should have and implement. Though it's not perfectly attainable, it doesn't mean to just wash your hands of it. Right. Um, I think also, like, I have had a tendency to, like, make big, like, the little things. Like, with the chip clip a couple weeks ago, I... I literally like texted Kayla and I was like, what do you think? And then she told me, she was like, honestly, I think she said it in a nicer way than this. But the point of the message was, um, you're making a big deal out of something small. And like to have her say that to me, like it was different than having Noah say it to me. Because when Noah says it to me, I'm just like, you're just trying to get out of responsibility. But when she says it to me, someone outside of like the situation, it's like, oh, I guess maybe I am like. And so the chip clip for reference, we, we were having tacos or I don't know, we were having like some type of Mexican bowls. I opened my chips first. I'd eaten a little bit of them earlier, put a clip on them and then put them away. And then when we got back out for dinner, we had both chips, her chips and my chips on the table. And uh, she she didn't know that the clip had been on mine. Um, and so she put the clip on her bag of chips. And when I went to put the chips away, I was like, oh, that chip was on my bag. What the heck? I put the chip clip back on my bag and rolled hers up. But when she got into her chips, they were sort of opened. And so air was 
it was a potential for them to go stale. And so yeah. just the concept of me taking the chip clip off your bag and putting it on mine, right. you were I like, was, what the heck? Yeah, I was like, that's so childish and dumb. But then like... And, and, it, said, and it was in a way. Yeah, it was. But also my response was also childish and dumb. Like when Kayla said it to me, I was like, oh, I guess I am being also pretty childish. But I mean... So things... Yeah, we've, we've, you, we've had many an argument about things you would chuckle about but it's it's kind of the refinement of marriage yeah because you're like spending every single not every single moment but like a lot of time with your spouse and like you you literally like sleep with them sleep next to them in bed like you're just like don't get away from each other when you're at home and there's there's not like that's normal you know but um it's gonna cause minor like, like, things that wouldn't bother you if someone else did them, like, you probably wouldn't, I like, if Olivia would have done that, I probably wouldn't have voiced myself in that. Mm-hmm. But because you're my husband, I'm like, what the heck, dude? Like, you know? Yeah. But, so it's just, it's a different dynamic. And yeah, she dudes me. I do. I do dude you. Um, but you, <laughs> wait. <that's, laughs> do-do. Dude. Do you do-do me? What? You're like, it's having kind of like do-do. Coming back to middle school. Um, You're a child. Child. Yeah. Um, so, so in the context, kind of coming back around to honoring God, dating, engaged, and marriage each has a different look as to what honoring God looks like, but it should be held to the same standard across the board, whether you are dating or married or anything in between. Mm-hmm. Although some might argue that because God holds marriage to a very objective high standard because it reflects Christ in the church. Dating is the beginning point of that. It's it's not unity in the flesh or in the spirit, but it's the vetting process in which... You're... It's like getting to know if you want to be unified with yes. this person. And in the meantime, if that person isn't for you, they're for someone else most likely. And so the honor, the respect, the... Mm-hmm level of purity you hold yourself to and you hold the other person to should remain on the same like high tier within the context of a relationship of any any degree yeah and then engagement is that as our pastor likes to say in regards to salvation you're you are saved now but you're also being saved because like final salvation hasn't come yet and in the same way engage is like you're almost married but you're not quite but you're you've promised yourself to that person at that point and so there is well it's different though because with that analogy if you're saved you are saved that's true that's but true. engage like you could call it off engage marriage. you could call it off and, and engagement is actually that's a good point to make engagement is a good season to like this is the final opportunity to really figure out if this person's for you yes mm-hmm. you've given the ring and it would be maybe awkward but don't let that awkwardness hold you back if you don't think that person's for you. But in deciding that they are and working through it and you're like, okay, they are the person, then comes the logistics of planning and that can bring about its own stressors. So honor needs to be held there and also considering who to invite and whatnot, but also remaining that purity because mm-hmm. you're, you're still not married. Um, no matter how close you are and I think our premarital counselors and pastors and other people have said like the last seven days before you're married is the hardest so it's like keep your guard up i don't even remember the week before yeah it goes so fast (laughs) and the marriage day itself is like you're you're the only one who really has no idea what actually happened when everyone else was there but it's your wedding yeah um so honor and engaged stating uphold the purity continue to honor god continue even to practice being in the word which we wrestled with on a a uh, couple level yeah like each of us would be in the word on our own time and we still wrestle with that what that looks like just the different ways we glean things from the word but mm-hmm. it's important nonetheless to do it yeah. to be in the word um and then yeah marriage is one flesh one spirit which is really great mm-hmm. but it also has its own trials and yeah but mm-hmm. if you hold your relationship with christ to a high standard, then you will understand that you're called to hold your spouse and yourself and your well to, to honor to honor your spouse in a very yourself. high standard by holding yourself yeah. to a high standard of expectations and right and whenever you honor your spouse, you're honoring the Lord, and when you honor the Lord, you will 
desire to honor your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. if one's lacking, you're probably lacking in both. Yeah. If the Lord's not being honored, your spouse probably isn't either. And if your spouse isn't, then the Lord definitely isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. wherever you're at, um, seek the Lord. Seek to honor Him in purity. If you're single too, because that being single, yeah, single doesn't leave you off the off the hook for anything. It's right. it's where you should be focusing. Being single is when you should be getting the things that you struggle with under control, like before you bring someone else into it. Yes, which I I did not do. I drugs it right into the midst of it. But all the same, God is faithful and He is good and He um, cleanses us of all impurities mm -hmm. and day by day sanctifying us and by god's grace we are growing and yes. marriage is hard but we love it and we wouldn't trade anything for it mm -hmm. and if you're listening and you're working towards that know that marriage isn't your marriage day is not the end of working hard it's or honoring the other person or any of that it's really the beginning of a whole another mm -hmm. beautiful tough but great season yep and every couple is different too so our story is not going to look like the next person's but yeah that's good nevertheless but if you know us on a personal level and you'd like to talk to us outside of this podcast reach out mm -hmm. and with that being said thank you for listening to this episode and it was so good to have you on here noah and have you have you on here <laughs> yeah um as a yeah. husband yep yeah it was really good and yeah, I'm really excited for um, you guys. Well, I guess at this point you would have heard, hear it, heard it. So we're glad that you did hear it. Yeah, glad that you're here and um, see you next time. Yeah, and if you have any questions and or prompts for the next podcast, please share them with Sarah in any way that you can contact her. Mm -hmm. Yes, and until I see you again, don't forget to abide in the vine. All right, bye guys.